If you don't understand what's going on, you're liable to get crazy at this point. If you're quarantined inside a state, you also drink a lot. Now, what I'm hearing is you're supposed to inject the alcohol, is that right? If you are saying bad things about North Korea, they recommend that you inject it straight into your brain. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very 13th episode of Rethink Everything. I'm Tyler Giannisini, and I'm here today with Kent Yoshimura. Woo! We made it to unlucky number 13. Yay! <laughs> they told us not to stop at this number. They told us not to stop at this number, yet we're not listening. That's how crazy we are. <laughs> I think we're going to make it. I think we're going to make it. We'll break the curse. All right. All right. Well, this week we're here rethinking some of the things we learned during the 18th week of 2020, the week the truth was out there. And speaking of curses, what a perfect topic. Ooh, yeah. A lot of weird things. 2020 is a crazy year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing, but, nothing but the good stuff. Keeping it action packed. A uh, lot of intellect, or a lot of IP coming out of this year in terms of people's true stories. So, uh, that, what's this that John week, Cusack movie? Twenty twelve. <laughs> yeah, it's I think like that's. That. I think that's when the world ends, right? Yeah, they just guessed it wrong. They're like dyslexic. I think they meant twenty twenty one. Some something like that. Well, it, who was the the religious leader was just pushing it back once, like every year. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I think it's coming next year. Shoot, I I read it wrong, but I still need money, and I, I like the <laughs> yeah, I like the people massaging my feet every day. Yeah, <laughs> bound to get it at some point. <laughs> All right. So why is this the week the truth was out there? Well, the this week the Pentagon has officially released UFO videos. Um, these, these are previously released videos by a private company who I guess leaked them. I'm not sure how they got a hold of them, but, uh, these are official military videos showing unidentified aerial phenomena. Uh, and I'm not, have you seen the clips of these? So I remember when Tom DeLong from Blink-182 went on the Joe Rogan podcast oh and was talking about these. He was just like, yeah. no, the UFOs are freaking real, man. Like, this is – like, trust me. There's footage out there. You got to check out these pieces of footage. And yes. holy – I should have believed Tom DeLong from Blink-182. Of course he's a – of course he's an expert in this. Why did I mistrust him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that uh, that podcast was a real experience. <laughs> like, like wow. is he on meth or is he telling the truth? <laughs> I think uh, well, yeah. you were both. the one. You were the one who told me about Bam Margera's like uh, rants. I think right. Have you been on his Instagram? It is ridiculous. No, it's no. he has really gone off the deep end. I want I want those two to have a podcast. It's the Tom DeLong Bam Margera podcast talking about secret languages that is a podcast that will not last until episode 13 <laughs> <laughs> not not for lack of audience but just because it implodes exactly exactly <laughs> so uh so yeah what's in these videos if you haven't seen them folks is uh they're unidentif unidentified flying objects rapidly moving about uh recorded with infrared cameras infrared cameras not the most detail you've ever seen, um, but you can also hear within these the reactions of the pilots uh, piloting the planes that took the videos. And uh, 
they seem to react in awe at how quickly the objects are moving. And these are, you know, these are, these are jet pilots. So presumably they're familiar with, uh, the, the physics surrounding flight, uh, and the types of things that are out there. Um, yeah. And, uh, the reactions kind of went something like this. It was, it was, what the fuck was that? Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) You guys see that? I don't, uh, I don't think a serviceman would say words like that. (laughs) Oh, you guys see that? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's a, uh, it, Remarkable. it seems to be like a break in the track record. Well, the last 10 years, it seems like the, the military is finally just kind of being like, all right, well, I mean, if you guys want to see this stuff, there's no real details. We didn't figure anything else out. So like, go. why release it now, though? Why just like yeah, uh, we got coronavirus, we got all these things coming. Let's tell them about the UFOs. <laughs> Okay, so here we go. This is this is the statement. Uh, After a thorough review, the department has determined that the authorized release of these unclassified videos, unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities or systems and does not impinge on any subsequent investigations of military airspace incursions by unidentified aerial phenomena. I don't even know what that means. uh, (laughs) I guess we roughly summarized as like. Uh, well, we don't have anything in this video that we don't want you to see. So go ahead and take a look. Like, it seems like just a, all right, just call, put everybody at ease and kind of silence some of the conspiracy theorists, which I'm sure this is only <laughs> accomplished the opposite. They're only showing us what they want you to see, man. <laughs> yeah, it's going to definitely warrant the complete opposite response. Oh my god! I'm I'm freaking out. I'm not even a UFO man, and I'm freaking out. Uh, well, good thing is, uh, so so we both know someone who is a UFO specialist. He's, you know, he's very much like Tom DeLonge. He uh, he also plays guitar, um, and so uh, obviously twins. they he must also know about UFOs. Um, I'm gonna just call call our friend Sam in. He's a what they call a universally friendly. Oregonian from Portland. Sam. Good guy. Oh, right. Knows Great a guy. lot about UFOs and the such. Yeah, to ufologist, uh, uh, international space investigator, all around exceptional human being. Sam, do I see audio waves? Yeah. Oh, that's I snuck in. I hear Whoa. you. That good, good audio, also like clear. Of course, what what would we ex- what else would we expect from our resident UFOologist, Sam Greenspan? Oh shit, UFO. <laughs> well, that explains those like you know distant horns that you hear. Like it's not like a Max or any public transit. It's an actual ship landing. It's just what? constantly oh. <laughs> landing and going up and landing over and over. Yeah, it's like the global or it's like the intergalactic version of Amazon. I mean, you know, we have the Earth Amazon, but there's like intergalactic Amazon and, you know, that's where we get our um unique materials that we can't get on Earth. Now, that's a stock that I would invest in. Yeah, Space Amazon. <laughs> Just call it Space Amazon. Well, so that's Sam, cool. I, 
much like Tom, I think you know who Tom DeLong from Blink-182 is. He's a, he's probably a good friend of yours. He's also a guitarist and a musician. Oh, yeah. 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 All the people that are into music and space, like, you know, they just know each other. That's... <laughs> That's what we thought, which is why you're here uh, this week to uh, give us all your thoughts on these UFO, uh, these UFO facts that we were able to pull up. Because as you know, the Pentagon just released a bunch of footage. A bunch of footage. (laughs) Official infrared blurry footage i had no idea and it's an app name for the podcast because it's making me rethink all of the knowledge that i don't have about (laughs) those in space it's perfect (laughs) that is perfect (laughs) which is exactly what the guy who uh made that statement earlier wanted all of us think (laughs) ufos aren't like releasing this footage isn't going to cause any conspiracy theories to come out like we're releasing it because uh it's not going to harm anyone just trying oh, to slip it under the COVID radar, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody uh, just starts releasing all sorts of terrible, new, like incriminating news. Yeah. I don't know. If I guess Pentagon it got lost in the it. news cycle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, I guess uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into first thing I discovered, which is why we call them flying saucers. Um. Not uh, actually because of the shape of them. Um, everyone would, I would assume, oh. we would all think that, it, yeah, it's the shape of the thing that makes them call it a saucer. Turns out not at all. There was a pilot in uh, 1947, the same year as the Roswell incident, and supposedly Ooh. just weeks before the Roswell incident, while traveling to Yakima, Washington for a business trip, noticed Ooh. a bright light reflecting off the side of his plane. To his surprise, he said he spotted nine aircrafts flying in a V formation towards Mount Rainier at around 1,700 miles per hour. Whoa. Wait, that's why close he's to able you. To, <laughs> it, is, it is close to <laughs> uh, Why he was able to estimate 1,700 miles per hour, no one right. knows. <laughs> it was right about 1,700 miles per hour. I'm, I'm sure of it. He's not a farmer. Or like, he is a farmer. So yeah, I don't know how he would know about <laughs> right. needs. I'm like how to measure those yeah, tractors like, like 35 and then if you multiply that by like 100 but divided by two that's like 1700 <laughs> miles per hour I did some rough math on the inside of my airplane uh, <laughs> so he he, uh, he describes the movement of the UFOs as a saucer if you skip it over water which was misinterpreted by newspapers to mean the objects were shaped like saucers thus coining the term so he doesn't even say that the things look like saucers. He says they're sort of moving in like this weird bouncing motion. Why do you use the word saucer for skipping over water? Like, why don't you say like a flat rock? Uh, you know, I think saucers were more of a thing back then. Kind of like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> as we discussed with orphans, you know, you don't really hear about oh, yeah. orphans anymore. Saucers have kind of gone the way of the, the, way of the buffalo. Yeah, orphans Put are... a little milk in my saucer for the kitten. Orphans yeah, are culture. Good for kittens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's the that's the context you think of it in for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like where? What else? Like oh, like plate? Like you don't plate a saucer? Like no. you? <laughs> so, so, you put, a saucer goes under your teacup, I think. Yeah, um, I think he was, he was sauced on the like what like Yakima. There's like a lot of potatoes, so like he was just sauced on like <laughs> maybe I don't. Know. 
hop stupid um he actually so uh not on not on the ufo topic but uh kent and i were in the yakima valley uh last summer and that we were god so many hops so much so many crops was it's like the largest producer of hops in the united states yeah, yeah wow. it sounds like Yakima Valley, like some 70 some percent of, of the hops used in American brewing come from there. Well, so that's interesting because uh, uh, over the past 40 years, there's been a daily average of about six reported UFO sightings. And these occur most often on Fridays on the West Coast <laughs> during drinking hours. <laughs> <laughs> and Yakima is the producer of the most hops in the world. I don't know. Uh, I sense a connection there, but I think the aliens just have good taste as to where they're going to land. They want to make sure they can get sauced after that long trip. Ooh, they're big fans of of craft beer and getting sauced. Oh, that's why they call them flying saucers. They're saucers. Like to, they're they're like getting get sauced, sauced all the time. Yeah, makes sense. I swear I saw it. You know, it, the fact that there's like so there's insurance for everything, right? There's more than apparently 40,000 Americans that have taken out insurance against being abducted by aliens. No. <laughs> do no. you guys have that? Oh, dude. How much do they pay? I assume it's a lot. I mean, I don't, I don't even have flood insurance for my house, you know? <laughs> I need and these guys are taking out right. alien abduction insurance. There's plenty of real stuff that people don't pay for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Seems like a big business. Yeah, they're prepared. Apparently, the Wimbledon took out uh, pandemic insurance, and that's really paying out for them. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, those have happened before, just on on like varying scales. And you know, people have been abducted by aliens before. They say, just on varying scales. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it? You think everything I know about vax or. Uh, uh, all types of diseases. Well, <laughs> well I, I heard that you you were you were about to say vaccinations, weren't you? <laughs> I was. I I dive, my word. Dive deep into the controversy. <laughs> yeah, rethink everything. Podcast <laughs> releases a statement that a vaccine was discovered thanks to their resident UFOologist. <laughs> I mean, there's a real like you know, appetite for that type of news, and if we just give it to people, I mean, that's just like a free market enterprise, right? That's uh, just good business. I like this. I like Pump this a news site that just writes all the news <laughs> that people want to hear. Not, it doesn't necessarily have to be true. I mean, it seems to be very successful I, when you tell people what they want. Isn't to hear. that what Infowars is? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a different different way. I was trying to think of a more positive way of giving the people what they wanted to hear, like world peace accomplished. Like it'd be the onion, but but like for a parallel positive. reality where everything's going well. Yeah, yeah. The onion reports real things. I don't know if it's kosher, but you know, really, we were talking about school shootings. How oh, how many boy. school shootings have you heard about in the last month and a half? Oh, it's yeah. well, let's dive I mean, like, deeper into that. So, on the flip side, um, I don't know how true it is, but I was reading something about how uh, um, 
the proper term for child molestation, that's like you know, going up actually because like, you know, when those things happen, it's most often a family member. And so if people are spending more time at home, oh, there's no. just like, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, dude, so like, <laughs> you just throw me out in a sensitive way, but like <laughs> there's like a real cost potentially. Oh, I don't my know. God. Yeah. Whatever, that's, uh, well now it's in my head. No, I cannot <laughs> think about it. Well, it was probably really, um, it's the cover story because they're abducted by aliens, right? I mean, that's what, <laughs> yeah. that's what really happened. That's a narrative <laughs> the uncle pushes. Yeah. It was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so uh, so on, on the topic of alien invasions, we, we <laughs> off of off of vaccines and molestation. Um, everybody sort of knows Roswell, right? The Roswell incident. Oh, yeah. Apparently, seen, the United Kingdom. I've seen King- Men in Black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, they covered it pretty thoroughly in, in, in Men in Black. Uh, but apparently the UK has a a version of Roswell that is called the Rendlesham Forest Incident. Uh, Rendlesham. On December 26th of 1980, the first sighting occurred when U- two U.S. Air Force members reported seeing falling lights over the Rendlesham Forest around 3 a.m. According to an official Air Force memo that later uh, documented the incident, the servicemen entered the forest to investigate and saw a metallic object giving off lights and moving around. So, yeah, we got the spooky, spooky event here. From what I was seeing in some like in some documentation of this incident, like multiple members of the armed services saw this, like not not like two or three or four or five, but like dozens why uh, is it always U.S. people seeing aliens? Like even in England, <laughs> this is Suffolk in England, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's two yeah. U.S. Air Force members that decided that they saw this alien yep. thing. Yep. We've yeah, got that's a thing. super interesting. It could be a cross-cultural thing because, like, America is so individualistic. It's like, no, I know what I saw. Yeah. they're like you're crazy and they're like you're probably right everyone else is gonna think i'm crazy so i'm not gonna tell anybody or like you know like you know i must have been wrong right yeah open to the idea that they're wrong yeah it was a trick of the light or whatever they understand criticism yeah Yeah, just like the common knowledge (laughs) listen that's because other countries they think with their brains we like to think (laughs) with our gut (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh i guess yeah so the, so the first event two two guys go out there says so they see the thing and lights moving around a few days later more servicemen went into the forest and saw three bright lights in the sky that shone for hours um where things get interesting is that the two guys that claim they were able to get close to the thing so they say that it, it, it sat on tripod legs and that every time they came close, it would hover like four feet off the ground and then back away from them. Um, and they followed it for almost an hour through the woods into a field or across a field until it took uh, off or it zipped across a field and took off at phenomenal speeds, they claim. Hours? Hours. They just followed it for hours? hours they claim they, they, this thing they was just trying to do, practice it. good social distancing measures. And they just kept following <laughs> this thing into the forest. Yeah. Uh, true Americans. Did they have nets? 
Like, what was their plan? They're like, <laughs> yeah. they just wanted to observe. Just they're like, they're like, oh, I see what like, you really are. Like, <laughs> And they were drunk, which is the weirdest thing. No, oh, <laughs> how convenient. <laughs> so Suffolk actually is the largest producer of hops after Yakima <laughs> County. <laughs> largest, largest UK producer. Of <laughs> oh, my uh, God. So, so um, the fun, or one of the, I guess, the, one of the more fun things that comes uh, out of this is in 2010, 30 years after this event, uh, Jim Penniston said that he, when he touched the surface of the craft, um, which I don't know if he claimed at the time that he did, but now he claims he did. Uh, he said that he, he um, was filled with like visions. Like he felt like he was being download information was being downloaded into him. And for the days following, he couldn't see any, like he kept seeing in his head ones and zeros. So he writes all of these down in a journal uh, and doesn't think much. He writes 16 pages of binary, doesn't think much of it. And wow. I guess puts away the thing because you know, there's other stuff going on. He's, he's worried. <laughs> I think he's probably worried about his job and like people are, are denying what, what he saw. Uh, apparently in 2010, he, he reveals them, reveals these journals and they decipher the code within them. Guess what the code says? Sir, these are the lyrics to Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> how, I know. I invented it. How? Of, how, could I, how could they have known that song in 1980? Remarkable. <laughs> Space dogs would be so hard to track down. Like, man, I'd be asking that question. They're just, they're just pissing on all the saucers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Like your dog's wandering from planet to planet. Like, oh my God, that'd be terrible. Wow. So, <laughs> so the translation of these supposedly says Exploration of Humanity 666 8100. And then it says <laughs> it has a bunch of, uh, a bunch of coordinates. Uh, continuous what? for planetary advance, fourth coordinate, continuous use before. Something along those lines. It says eyes of your eyes, origin, and then some more coordinates. And then it says origin year 8100. And this is all in English. So not aliens, time travelers. Wow. You heard it here first. Wait, what are the coordinates? What what did the coordinates end yeah. up being? Uh, Caracal, Belize, Sedona, Arizona, Great Pyramid of Giza, Egypt, Nazca Lines in Peru. Taishanku, China, Portara at Temple of Apollo in Naxos, Greece. What's what's in Sedona, Arizona? I, like the other ones, I understand. What's what's <laughs> yeah. what's in Sedona, Arizona? That's what that's what I. That's for know. you to find out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do not know what is in Sedona, Arizona. But, so that was like six locations. Uh, yeah, there's six, six locations. Um, and then it said like the, or, the origin one says by Brazil. I don't know what that means, but, uh, origin, the origin of both of these is Brazil. Okay. It's where like the Amazon hmm. is. There's, um, yeah. well, Sedona. Is we live in 8100. It's close to Red Rocks. 
I mean, just it, it, these are just like large sprawling outside, like the the line. Uh, where is that? The now what do you call it? Not Nauchka. That's a uh, the Miyazaki movie. Uh, <laughs> the Nazca lines, um, and uh, I mean the Temple of Apollo. I, all those places just. Why would do? Are they like exact coordinates to those places? Um. Yes. Yeah, so well. I assume they're like 16.763177 north by 89.117768 west. Oh, wow. So they're like actual long coordinates that yeah, pinpoint yeah, a specific lat- latitude, spot. Longitude. Um, I, no I, have to, I have to assume that someone made all this up in 2010. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if there's no units of measurement, then like... I mean, those should be coordinates for the universe or something, right? Not just like Earth. But they're like north and west and then north and... So it's like latitude, longitude, I think. Something like that. Yeah. But... Or it's six points and there's six points on a Jewish star. The Jews <laughs> control... Six, 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 every- eight, one, zero, zero. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the funny thing is the six, six, six. Like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know why there'd be three of them or why yeah that's just silly i knew it sam your people your people <laughs> <laughs> oh man um but so as as a bit of a uh why why might there have been this sighting well uh people like to point out that movies like close encounters of the third kind special edition were in cinemas and films such as Hangar 18 were from that era. So, uh, the so pop culture bias. That, yeah, yeah. People are just into aliens and they saw something, maybe, or maybe not. Maybe they just were bored. I will not doubt that they forest. were drunk or on drugs. <laughs> drunk, 3 a.m., bored. 3 a.m. One, one of these things. So, one thing I but heard. There's so many that, like, I mean, it only takes one or two of them to be true to make the whole thing. It's true. Like a thing. That's, yeah. (laughs) Americans, trust your gut. You know? (laughs) Trust your gut. So in 2015, apparently there's a a new claim that it was just a prank that the SAS played on the U.S. Air Force. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's rude. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, guys, we're going back. The Redcoats are going to get it. (laughs) It's good to know that uh, like like all our tax money is being well spent. <laughs> yeah, investigating. World War Two was started on Franz Ferdinand getting murdered. World War Three is because uh, we realized someone played a prank on us about UFOs. <laughs> you got punk now. You have your country on. You're trying to tell me. The band Franz Ferdinand goes back in time, <laughs> is murdered, and that caused World War II? Uh, do you want to be my girl? Wait, was that Chet? I think their hit was uh, Take Me Out. Take- so it's like, that's why. Whoa! You got to <laughs> click, right? Take me out of this world. <laughs> It's all coming together. It's all coming together. <laughs> okay, this could potentially get stolen, but uh, I, I think 
I've probably told you guys about this before, before, but uh, my friend wanted to write a movie where Our Lady Peace, or it's the Beatles go forward in time and steal Our Lady, not, not Our Lady Peace. Oh, what's that other mm. band? The band Oasis? Oasis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that the Beatles go forward in time to steal Oasis's music. That's like Noam Gallagher wrote that freaking movie. <laughs> it's a hilarious premise, though. <laughs> like at the opposite is of of what the accusation is true. <laughs> That's pretty. Yeah, that. like, see how it feels, Paul. See how it feels. <laughs> was the, there was recently a movie where it was just like, oh man, the whole premise is like, what if the Beatles never existed, but I, but one guy still remembers all their music and like oh gets famous God. for it. Yesterday by Danny Boyle. Is that yeah? That that, How, that sounds yeah, right. I mean, he's a great filmmaker, but the whole premise like assumes that art has value independent of the context that it's in, and it's like <laughs> the Beatles are great, but the con- like they came at the perfect moment too. So it's like you can't really separate the era from the art, like <laughs> like you would something. And the guy know? was Indian. You can't get an <laughs> an Indian U.S. Oh, pop star. God. Come on. <laughs> that part too. I saw a quote recently that said that the, the only reason the Beatles were, I guess, popular as they were is because they were the first band to become popular when women were allowed to have sexual urges. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Damn. I'm sure it's yeah, a yeah, Beatlemania. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But then, what like, like, they were super clever, though, because, yeah. like, um, when they're first coming up, they like, you know, they play these crazy long sets for like seven or eight hours, sometimes in strip clubs. And like, you know, they're just getting their chops when they're teenagers. But like, you know, people at the time, you know, when they first see the Beatles, there's like, oh, look, there's these four clean cut kids and like their hair's long, but it's not super long. So it's like they like, you know, they're very clever in towing the edge of like, you know, being subversive, but not like, you know, still accessible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In that Malcolm Gladwell book, the where they talk about the 10,000 hours. They talk about the Beatles mm-hmm. as a case study where in these bars, strip clubs and uh, like different clubs around the city, they racked up 10,000 hours just playing together before they made it big. Oh, so fast. Yeah. 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 Makes a lot of sense. It's just, yeah, the, I don't think you really, well, no, I'm trying to think of pe- cases in my life where I've heard of someone practicing something a, a huge amount and then being totally unsuccessful at it or really <laughs> bad at it still. Right. Um, I, mean, I mean, the Beals are one of those things where it's like, they're so good. I mean, if I told you they were aliens, there'd be part of you that'd be like, well, that explains how fucking genius it is. Like, you know, just like these four people at the perfect time. Like it's insane. Yeah. Some of those songs. It's also are they hard aliens? to express to people. <laughs> I mean, Paul McCartney's a genius to the point that, like, he might be an alien, and I'd be like, that that explains like how he's still so good. Like, this crazy body of work, you know, has to be an alien. I think we've got either a movie or an episode of Ancient Aliens on our hands, or They've Doctor Who. We can help him out. Oh, don't don't get me started, please. No, Wiley <laughs> uh, Brits, man. Well, so Wiley. Speaking of legendary people, we have a we have another interesting fact uh, from this week, and uh, uh, Kim Jong Un has disappeared. Aliens? Sam, have you heard about this? No, I haven't. Uh, so, like, 
like um, his servants don't know where he is or like what's the deal? There's just been no new news about Kim Jong-un. Apparently he had like some sort of surgery according to US, Japanese Mm -hmm. and Chinese intelligence. And he's just disappeared. Just gone. Hasn't been seen. Aliens? Uh, Does he have any kids? He probably has a ton of kids, right? Assumably. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I don't know if he has any kids. No, he has he a has, wife. He has one child named Kim Jue, but I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a daughter. Yeah, they're saying his his sister would be next in line, uh, for for power if he is actually dead. Whoa! People are also saying that he he that he could just be in hiding because of the Rona. Um, you know, it could, it could be in extreme isolation, which I think is totally possible. But I just feel like they would have intense propaganda against that, where it's just like, oh, our great leader would never be affected by the Rona. They, yeah, but they, but they are doing that. They're maintaining that, but they're saying that behind closed doors, he's actually afraid of it and hiding. Huh. Or he got abducted by aliens. Or that. <laughs> It's always on the table. Yeah. You can't rule it out. You can never rule it out. By the way, guys, I'm selling uh, alien abduction insurance at a premium today. If you guys want to get in, hot. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a rumor that he got he got injured from shrapnel from an exploding cruise missile while monitoring a weapons test. You know, he likes to get out there and watch watch things blow up. <laughs> I just know that meme where it's like him pointing at different missiles and he's like, can I eat that? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Cool. <laughs> like, no, no, sir. That's a missile. Also seeing there's, there's been satellite, satellite images of like a train leaving where he was, a boat leaving where he was. Oh my um, gosh. So uh, they're saying he's probably still out there. I'm so curious. Trump says he knows. Well, Can't say much about it. In that Can't. same statement, he says he knows, and then at the very end, he's just like, oh, actually, I don't know. I like, have no idea. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so it's like three different things. And then, like, you know, he keeps saying more things. And yeah. you know, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, but he just keeps saying things. Trump emitted know? sounds on the topic. <laughs> Back to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good headline for that newspaper we're going to make. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trump emits sounds on topics. Oh. <laughs> Aliens summoned. Uh, They're perfect either frequency. true or not true. So we're not even repeating the words because they have no meaning. Oy. <laughs> yeah. I'll give him one thing, though. I mean, I feel like if Obama did like a fourth of what Trump's done, I would have turned on him a long time ago. Trump supporters, like, there is no changing their mind. They're like, I would die five times for this guy. And I mean, on some level, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's sort of uh, that that Third Reich loyalty. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's He gets the good stuff. He gets the real loyal ones. I, ho- I hope we uh, don't yeah. lose. I, I hope we don't lose uh, some of our million fan fan base. To these uh <laughs> because of these statements <laughs> our millions I mean, and millions of fans know that we're huge fans 
of, of both sides uh, of both sides both sides yeah there's good people on both sides <laughs> oh man so uh, uh tell me tell me more about tell me more about kim uh, <laughs> all i know is his he's gone there's been satellite images he was not seen at the celebrations of his grandfather and uh, his grandfather kim il sung's uh birthday on the, the what the 15th of april which seems to Ooh. be the day when everybody was like oh, okay i think he's actually missing how weird Just, yeah it seems significant well i do know that north korea made a, a whiskey last year <laughs> Ooh, and launched it so he might just be like many of us who are in quarantine just enjoying that whiskey that north korea finally was able to to produce <laughs> and apparently it's hangover free what yeah wow i mean all the highs and none of the lows it's like living Who's in sponsored <laughs> north korea <laughs> it's a uh, it, it, it's a lot like living in North Korea. Yeah. Like there's an, all the good, none of the bad. Drink as much as you want, uh, but don't tell anyone the actual effects. <laughs> it's too good to not be true, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't have a hangover. <laughs> I feel great. Does that, gun, does that guy behind you have a gun against your back? No, just ignore him. Uh, You're saving so good right now. You're probably drunk on non-North Korean alcohol. (laughs) Is that an alien? (laughs) Uh, You know, and it's not just him who's a a, a big alcohol advocate. Uh, Apparently, Kim Jong Il, his uh, his father, right? Yeah, his father uh, spent more on Hennessy, the alcoholic drink Hennessy in a year that most people make on wall street he spent millions every year on hennessy (laughs) well like you know he's running a country he's got to wine and dine all these leaders you know hennessy right i mean that's just like a write-off right you know but cognac do you guys drink cognac like i like wine maybe i get but yeah I'm a simple beer guy, but I remember back in the day, didn't Jay-Z have like a blue one too? It was like a blue vodka or something. Uh, did he, I would did he do the it. spaceship champagne? Because Chris Dow... No, 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 this is a real thing. This is actually... So this comes back to being on topic. Uh, now we off, we off that gold bottle onto that spaceship. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's his champagne or not, or if that has anything to do with him. But I know that they used to talk about drinking Cristal, and uh, the I think what the the founder or CEO of the Cristal, uh, the the producers of Cristal, um, <laughs> issued a statement that they they're like not happy that they're being called that they were being called out as like a, a staple of uh, hip hop. Like the hip hop oh, community, yeah. What? It's yeah, just like, dude. Okay, off we go. <laughs> just how white is that CEO? Like, really? That's just stupid. Like, that is just wanted, dumb. We wanted to have a fancy champagne. We didn't oh. want to see it in music videos with all the butts. <laughs> we don't like it being associated with the urban type. 
Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Like that episode of Community with like the with the Pierce wipes, and then like all of a sudden they become adopted by the gay community, and he's yeah. like, "I don't want your money," or like. <laughs> I guess it's a father sort of story and like no, it's insane it's like, it's totally that it's it's totally that i believe that the crystal story inspired that plot line that's <laughs> so <laughs> there's like uh like i i think it was either ozzy osborne or it was either ozzy osborne or uh Who's that? Uh, Judas Priest. When people were just like, your lyrics condemn uh, your fans killing each other. Or, you know, your your lyrics uh, condone your fans killing each other. What do you have to say to that? And Ozzy's response was just like, why would I want my fans to kill each other? They're paying for my albums. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Ozzy. Yeah. That makes perfect I mean, sense. It's weird because I don't even know how much that's still a thing like like the whole art like influencing life decisions because if you look at someone like cosby like oh he never had an episode of cosby show about like you know, molestation but then like you know, look what he was doing like you know yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, the whole thing i yeah even even with the like video games encouraging uh violence well okay i guess i w- i would say that you know, people have been reading violent books since forever. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, violence isn't some new thing that young boys are just getting exposed to now, like watch cowboy movies and, you know, read books about the Middle Ages or whatever. Um, but one thing that, like, I have experienced that does kind of weird me out a bit is that um, if you spend enough time in VR, the real world starts to feel a little fake. Or a little like simulationy, like you get this this super dissociative feeling for. I got it for like a week or two when I first was playing VR, and I feel like if people are are using like gun, uh, like shooting games in VR, and they're experiencing that weird dissociative feeling where you take off the headset and you feel like you're still in a fake, like simulation world, I could see that causing issues for people with you know pre existing like mental conditions and things. Yeah, that is scary to think about. It's an odd feeling. Yeah, it freaked me out. I mean, um, I haven't tried a lot of those things, but the comparable thing for me was like I remember in college, me and my friends would play like the new Tetris oh on the SEC for, like, for hours and hours, and like we started to dream in Tetris. Yeah. Like I could see blocks in our dreams, and we're just like, we need to get rid of this game. Like it's it's like ruining our lives. Yeah. So that's a literal, there's a literal term for that called the Tetris effect, where people <laughs> devote so much time to something that it, it begins influencing all their patterns of thought and dreams and, and like everything within their waking hours. Like that is an yeah. actual name for an effect that's based around uh, Tetris of all games. Yeah, it's interesting. This is going to veer way off topic, but this is super like a super interesting topic because the 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 fact that we have like these games that are overlaid onto the world like we have the game that is the way you know social convention works like how you're supposed to behave around people or like what constitutes success in in culture and like you don't think about the fact that a lot of that is just artifice that we place over the real world but um psychedelics definitely <laughs> like they're one of those things where if you have if you if 
if you take psychedelics, they totally peel back that layer of like, oh, wow, this is all like artificial rules. This is the game. This is Tetris. Like uh, this is the Tetris lens that's being placed on on my view of the world or society or whatever it is. And when you peel that, like peel that away, you realize like, oh, you it's really easy to just get wrapped up in thinking about things that are like your job becomes Tetris or your religion becomes Tetris or whatever it is. Certain things have a way of taking over the way your brain works and what you think about because you're just playing Tetris all day. You don't realize that (laughs) that game ends. Like that's not the, that's not reality. Yeah. It's like that thing about the hammer and the nail. It's like you start to see everything as a nail. And then how are you going to have a conversation with somebody who thinks differently with you? Right. Impossible. Totally. Spooky. My weird spin off there. No, it totally makes sense. <laughs> it's a video game. The video game industry is brainwashing us. I, that's what I <laughs> gathered from the, from this, uh, for this conversation. <laughs> that was the one that's that, that was it. <laughs> video games are a cognitive sort of UFO that makes us alien to each other. That's ah, it. Bringing it back. Yeah. Bringing that's it. it. <laughs> that's why he's our resident UFOologist. Am I even saying it right? Is it UFOlogist or is it UFOlogist? I, I think it's UFOlogist, despite the fact that it should be UFOlogist. Right, because un- unidentified flying ologist doesn't make yep. sense. It's like saying ATM machine. Look, if you're looking for this to make sense, you're on the wrong path. <laughs> you're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> also, the, uh, so. Uh, on the topic of video games, um, you guys remember Carmen San Diego? In the world, also Carmen disappeared. Also oh. disappeared. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not just Kim Jong Un. Where'd she go? Is she? Yeah, it's Carmen San Diego, Kim Jong Un. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm I've never seen saying. them in the same room together. And they're both extremely attractive. <laughs> and yes, yes, they are. Supreme, I will call Carmen San Diego my supreme leader. <laughs> yeah, Carmen San Diego, the original disappearing. Well, I guess not quite uh, the original lost uh, lost celebrity, but um, she always turned up, and I'm sure Kim Kim will as well. <laughs> well, Carmen San Diego is like, uh, I mean, I love the Carmen San Diego video game, and she always plays the villain. But she's a good, she has good intentions even as a villain. Because, you know, like. Like what? Well, like she's doing everything for the thrill of it. You know, it's not necessarily to sell it to the, the whoever, like the the Russians or something. It's always like, mm. guys, I want to steal this so I could preserve ancient artifacts for our future generations. There's always good in uh, it. Indiana Jones thing. Yeah, yeah. totally Indiana Jones. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> But and why does she always get caught by kids? Like, and but the adults can't catch her. Do these kids have know something that the adults don't? <laughs> and how does she steal the Eiffel Tower? It's so big. That, I mean, that's <laughs> dude. If someone steals the Eiffel Tower, I just be like, yeah, fuck it. That's amazing. 
she must be I, an I alien. Do, I do really like the idea of this, uh, like morally ambiguous <laughs> Carmen San Diego that's introduced to kids, where you're like, "Wait a minute, I don't understand. I'm the authorities, but are they? Are we wrong? Are we the bad guys?" This is ruining Francis' tourism <laughs> industry. Shouldn't be finding her. <laughs> Getting Christopher Nolan on that. Yeah, she's like, uh, she's a perfect Inception character. Why is she named San Diego though? Doesn't that mean the whale's vagina? Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> why? Uh, why is she named Carmen though? I mean, that's oh. the more important question. Carmen Miranda, Chiquita Banana. Who? <laughs> Carmen Miranda. <laughs> The most highly paid female, uh, did I say that right? The most highly paid, the highest paid woman in all the United States in 1945. Wow. That's what she's known as. (laughs) You said Helen Miranda was the most well-paid person in 1945? (laughs) I feel like you combined Helen Mirren with Carmen Miranda. (laughs) uh, Carmen Miranda, she was a, she was known for, uh, she was like an entertainer. She had, she would put the fruit baskets on her head. You might know her on the Chiquita banana stickers on your banana. All that Uh, sticker money. Yeah. All that (laughs) sweet, sweet sticker royalties. (laughs) Sticker Republic. (laughs) This is like the highest paid woman in 1945 is like right when women are, are like, have been taking over the factories for the past three years, right? So that's that's got to be actually like you would think. Okay, highest paid woman in 1945. How much are they possibly making? But seventy right, percent of what like, the highest paid man was making. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Let's go back to vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah this uh, this podcast has steered. Very non-PC this episode. Yeah, what else can we talk about that offends people and get some riled up? Let's. I, I like the. I, I like talking about other disappearances. Okay, well, if you want to talk disappearances, how about uh, DB Cooper? Ooh, I love talking about people who scam other people, <laughs> like our government. For for whatever reason, I I had always thought DB Cooper was like some sort of mobster guy. I guess DB Dan Cooper or DB Cooper is just a name for a guy who is still unidentified. Um, he purchased a ticket under an alias Dan Cooper in 1971 and skyjacked Flight 305 of Northwest Airlines, which was bound for SeaTac. Of all places, uh, right after, that's yeah. so close yeah. to you. Everything happens in Washington. Washington stuff here going on. <laughs> uh, What's right up with you guys? Flight- <laughs> yeah, you know, just it's keeping all it mysterious up here. We've got a lot of forest to disappear in, you know? Yeah, the, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. We see Bigfoots. We see, we see spaceships. And we disappear folk. <laughs> the peninsula that... I live basically at the foot of is supposedly very well known for disappearing bodies. Side note. Jesus. Um, the whole Olympic <laughs> Peninsula here, the part of Washington that sticks out into the into the water, which is, it's like all rainforest, which is pretty crazy. Stuff grows super fast. It is beautiful though. Yeah, very beautiful. Very beautiful. I, I assume, yeah, disappearing human remains uh, make for great fertilizer. Totally, totally. <laughs> they grow the greenest, the greenest trees. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, some of those disappearances are connected to the fact that 
um, I forget what island it is, but I remember seeing some sort of documentary about an island that's off the coast of Washington that's like specifically used to jail um, all types of pedophiles. Oh, what? Yeah, I think I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, yeah, it's like an island in Washington somewhere, and like in the, I don't know how many people are in there, the Puget Sound. But it's like its own isolated, sort of weird kind of prison, and like if they try to escape, they go into the water. But if it's like a really good swimming one, then they might start kidnapping people. I don't know. Whoa. Yeah. I made yeah, the Bainbridge and biked around and drank some wine. But I don't think I saw any pedophiles there. No, definitely would not <laughs> be Bainbridge Island. <laughs> uh, I think it, so what I'm seeing is like, yeah, it looks like it's McNeil Island, which is which is in the Puget Sound. And I've seen that prison, which is the only reason I start looking it up is... Um, you can like look over at it. It's just on the water. Like it ruins, it ruins a ton of houses views of the Puget sound because just across from them is just a, pr- a prison complex. What? Man. Dang. Yeah. Talk about like real estate getting screwed. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a bummer. Well, I think that's it. That, that place has been there for quite a while. So, Oh, uh, whoever so whoever's developers. property changed changed in value, it, it, they're they're long gone. <laughs> they they disappeared thirty minutes away from my house. Yeah. <laughs> they disappeared <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so DB Cooper, um, back to his story. Um, he right after the flight takes off, uh, supposed to be a 30 minute flight. He told a flight attendant, he had explosives in his possession and demanded $200,000 and four parachutes. In addition to a refueling truck for when they would land at the airport, they were originally headed for, um, they landed there refueled. Uh, he then told the plane where he wanted to go, which was Mexico city. And then 30 minutes into taking off for that flight, he jumps out of the plane from 10,000 feet near Mount St. Helens. Are there other people on this plane? If there's a flight attendant and everything? Yeah, yeah, I think it was a, like a legit passenger passenger flight. I I I believe they were evacuated during the refueling, but I'm not positive. Um in in any case, the plane continues to go on like the plane is fine. He just jumps out uh 30 <laughs> minutes after that refueling point. And, uh his his remains have yet to be found. That's amazing. So he he yeah. may have made it. He may have done it. It's such a different time where a guy could just take explosives on a plane. Like I know, I miss those days. <laughs> they called it the golden age back when you could go on with shoe bombs and things like that. Man, now you have to check them in. <laughs> so hard. It's. That's unfortunate. Well, so, I mean, this D.B. Cooper guy, I guess, was like a cool cat, at least. Like, he was able to, you know, from what I heard, he was even, like, ordering bourbon, tipped the flight attendant extra. He didn't really mean to harm anyone. He just wanted to get some money. Um, and uh, Gentleman. Yeah, he was a gentleman. He was like a James Bond type. Uh, apparently, there was like a, you know, like when cases like this appear, there's always like a copycat. So <laughs> I was reading up on this guy, Martin McNally, who only a year later, June 1972, less than a year later, you know, he had like $500,000 of ransom money. And he like hijacked a plane from St. Louis, which back then was like a central hub for all flights. And upon mm-hmm. exiting the plane, he 
you know, he forgot one thing. All his fucking money. <laughs> so, oh <my> God. <laughs> That guy was nervous. He was, he yeah, he wasn't the cool cat that DB Cooper was. <laughs> no, he just forgot five hundred thousand dollars of ransom money upon exiting oh the airplane. He was just like, "Gosh, oh, shit." Yeah, you can hear it in his name, Martin McNally. Come yeah, on, come on, DB Cooper. Now that's a name. That's a solid, <laughs> cool name. Cool guy name. <sighs> Gosh. I would, that, what if Marty McNally was D.B. Cooper and he was like, if I got away with it once, I could get away with it again. But maybe he drank too much bourbon the second time around. <laughs> that so, would make for a great yeah. story. <laughs> Is there a way to see if it's the same guy? I mean, uh, so apparently there's this guy, Rack, something Rackshaw. Uh, do you hear about that? Oh, yeah. The Robert, the supposedly... <laughs> But it, yeah, that they, that they said he's probably the guy, right? Or probably like, DB Cooper. He, he's like a, hmm. a Vietnam airplane pilot, uh, a Vietnam veteran. He was an airplane pilot, and he looked suspiciously similar to the drawings they had of DB Cooper. But it kind of seemed like the kind of person that have the guts and the gumption to be like, well, even if I get caught, I'm a Vietnam vet, and like you know, I need the money or something, right? Like, yeah, he's old. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like yeah, about $1.3 million he stole in 2019 money though, right? It was like $200,000 in ransom. So much money. So much money. <laughs> I say, actually, yeah, not that much. You put it all on black though at the casino. Oh yeah. That is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Uh, yeah. He, so, He's the guy that the History Channel claims it was him. But the History Channel also has ancient aliens, which is now we're realizing yeah. is true. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy, that guy threatened, or he never actually went through with it, but I think he was going to, he was talking about suing the History Channel for defamation. But really? Do it. What does that mean? Wow. Yeah. What, is, what does that mean? Man, what's crazy is, uh, so with the D.B. Cooper case, it's the only uh, unsolved case of air piracy in commercial aviation history. But I think there's plenty of other like unsolved airplane cases, like aviation cases. Uh, one, one that comes to mind, obviously, is Amelia Earhart, another person that disappeared. Mm. Yeah. So I, I didn't know much about Amelia Earhart. And the one, the one thing that stuck out to me when I started reading about it was that it wasn't just her who disappeared. Her navigator, Fred Noonan, disappeared with her. <laughs> Nobody no talks one about, talks about him. <laughs> well, what is it? Because he's a man? <laughs> I think it was a horrid romance. There's a whole backstory. Uh, we know about. They don't yeah, think they want to be a bear to get out. Was Amelia married already? Who's this Fred character? Why did he disappear? Are they living alone on a secret island? A romantic I also, life? I always pictured her as being super young when she disappeared. I guess she was 39, which hmm. is youngish, but not, not, not in those days. Yeah, no, yeah, not in those days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is it, 1930s? A long uh, time yeah, ago. 1937. That's crazy. That's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also badass. Pioneer in the uh, clothing line industry, the celebrity clothing line industry. What? Um, yeah. Amelia Earhart fashions were affordable separates sold exclusively at Macy's and Marshall Fields. 
The lines had dresses, blouses, pants, suits, and hats, and they were made of cotton and parachute silk and featured aviation-inspired details like propeller-shaped buttons. So cute. Mm. So she she doubled <laughs> down on the on the airplane thing. Yeah, but yeah, leaned in <laughs> Just, big time. It's crazy yeah. to think of like a celebrity clo- clothing line in the 1930s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was a Kim Kardashian of her era, but had actual uh, talent. Take that take that back. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. The second part was good. <laughs> yeah, we're never saying her name again. <laughs> I feel like if she had like a pair of those kind of Bernie Man sort of helmets or goggles, I would totally buy them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you call it the Amelia Earhart. You get left behind at Burning Man. No one finds you ever again. The Earhart goggles. <laughs> I guess I'm not expecting to have the opposite effect. You'd be able to see me, maybe. <laughs> hey, that's the Amelia Earhart guy. Who? <laughs> Where? <Hello. laughs> so uh, always known as being like super, you know, super famous for being like this was the first, you know, first big female pilot, right? Um, it turns she was not. She was not sort of born from nothing. She was not. Uh, a woman who just decided on all on her own, she was going to be a strong woman. She was raised by um, a, a strong woman herself. Her, I guess her mother used part of her inheritance to pay for Amelia's first plane. And uh, her mother was also the first woman ever to climb Pike's Peak in Colorado. Wow. Yeah. That's supportive. Yeah. Moreover, uh, Amelia Earhart learned how to fly from Netta Snook, the first woman to run her own aviation business and commercial airfield who gave Earhart flying lessons at Kinnear Field near, near Long Beach, California in 1921, reportedly charging $1 in Liberty bonds for every minute they spent in the air. That sounds like a lot of money. Yeah. That's a great mom. But that uh, is a it, great mom. That's well, that, right? so, so this Netta Snook lady is like a whole set, a separate woman. It's not. She sounds so like a mom, badass. The mom helped her get yeah. into it, but then this Netta Snook woman is like a whole other independent, like pioneer of of aviation as a woman. And I guess is is now will never be known because Amelia Earhart came along and stole all her lady pilot thunder. Oh wow! Yeah, what's her? Pro- She's she was like the Ann Sullivan to Helen Keller. No one really talks about <laughs> Ann Sullivan. Yeah, true. Yeah. Poor Ann Sullivan. The miracle worker. Netta Snook should be known <laughs> as the... The, 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 huh. the woman who built Amelia Earhart. <laughs> flight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, flight. Female flight maker. I got nothing, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, here's what you do. From now on, anyone, anytime anyone oh, brings God. up... Amelia Earhart as being like the first first lady pilot. Get on them, correct them, tell them how insensitive they are, and remind them of Netta Snook. Now, that, if there's a surefire way to make friends, now that 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 strategy is a surefire <laughs> way to make friends. <laughs> Amelia, are you not talking about Amelia Earhart? Well, let me tell you about Netta Snook, because uh, <laughs> you guys are all wrong. <laughs> Netta Snook sounds like the like a villain. Yeah, Netta Snook. Yeah. Snook the cook. Snook the crook. So Snook the crook for sure. Cooking all the books. Cooking all the books. He can never be president just based on the name alone. Oh man. Donald would rip into her. 
<laughs> can't go back there. She's nasty, nasty woman. Snook the crook. It's like she didn't do anything. She just taught Amelia Earhart how to fly. And she's actually pretty <laughs> remarkable. She's not even running for president. <laughs> Crooked woman. <laughs> nasty. She said nasty okay. things. Uh President continues to emit noises from his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> They're either true or not true still. Did they did they find Amelia Earhart? What's the what was the final consensus on that? Is she still gone? Uh, yeah, so they found bones on a Pacific island in 2018, and I believe blood tests confirmed or uh, bone bone tests confirmed that it was her. Um, oh wow! So yeah, mystery solved. Oh, I thought she was like a victim of like the Bermuda Triangle sort of thing. Like you know, she flew through there or something. Uh, no, it's, at least I'm pretty sure she was, yeah, or a remote island in the Western Pacific. Interesting. Um, yeah. I, I watched this, uh, oh, I forgot what it was like a YouTube video on the Bermuda Triangle doing like an analysis of how many cases have happened because people have flown through the Bermuda Triangle. Almost like every airplane flying across the Atlantic <laughs> flies through the Bermuda Triangle. Like it just so happens mm. that these cases were associated with uh, that mm. were associated with paranormal activities were just like overblown. Yeah, so it's more like a volume sort of thing. It's like, you know, sort of like exactly. the, the the UFO thing. Like it happens enough time. Like like enough time has passed. Enough cases have happened that yeah, someone's gonna say something like enough that. people get drunk and see lights in the sky. <laughs> game over. I'm all- <laughs> I'd heard something something about like below the Bermuda Triangle, there could be like gases being released by the uh, like off the ocean floor, and then those enter the air and like change the density of the air, so the plane just like falls out of the sky. <laughs> what? It's like Good. natural chemtrails. <laughs> yeah. They're like these weird bursts of yeah gas that would be just a totally a completely different density that are like rising from the ocean water. Uh, then they are rising through the sky, and if a plane collides with that pocket of gas, the like the engine has nothing to grab onto and it starts falling. But interesting, um, unlikely because nothing's ever been confirmed, so unlikely to be an actual thing. Yeah, man. You know, I I wish it's unfortunate they found her remains because there is a place in my mind. <laughs> Where uh, Amelia Earhart, D.B. Cooper, Kim Jong-un, and Carmen Sandiego were all just enjoying some nice hangover-free North Korean whiskey and just hanging out <laughs> with each other. Sponsored by Tupac. Yeah. Oh, Tupac. I was just about to say, you left <laughs> Tupac. Damn it. <laughs> and Tupac's just there, hanging out, drinking their Cristal. I mean, not their Cristal. North Korean whiskey. So, so I went to go. Uh, I went to go like see if I could confirm or deny whether or not the bones were actually hers, and I just keep seeing that it was being tested, not that it was confirmed. Oh, so it's still a possibility. <laughs> oh, you're saying there? <laughs> so okay, so okay. Here's the here here will be the final statement to wrap up, Miss Earhart. Uh, Based on all of the evidence, the the study says uh, Earhart was known to have been in the area of uh, Nicomaroro Island. She went missing 
human remains were discovered, which are entirely which are entirely consistent with her and inconsistent with most other people. So good chance they were hers, but we get to leave the mystery open. <laughs> hmm. Yep. All right. She may still be out there. She may still be out there as like a, what, like a 130 year old woman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I or wonder just what she looks like, like, you know, in a nice peaceful grave, uh, somewhere where she landed on an Island with her lover, Fred Noonan, with her lover, <laughs> with her lover, escaped with her lover, Fred Noonan. Oh, something I could dream about. Well, <laughs> if there is a, if there is a song that all these people that have disappeared, will be listening to, um, I can only imagine it to be a song that that Sam would probably sing. Oh, um, wait. Like, I'm getting a signal. I'm getting a signal from the UFO down the street. I'll try to translate it into binary, and I'll try to translate that in actual notes of music. Whoa, see if I can get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> See that being a Carmen San Diego, something Carmen San Diego will listen to as she's stealing. Yeah, damn, that would be great. Well, that was, I'd call that a successful episode. First musical guest, first ufologist on the show, and he's right, we don't know nothing. We do, <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant. That's all I know. <laughs> all right well sam where can where can the people find uh more of your ufo research and groovy tunes uh sam i am greenspan on the instagram and i'll take you to links to other things so yeah the truth is out oh. there the truth is out there sam i am greenspan yeah. on the ig if you want to find all the truth <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself all right. all right well thank you sam for being here uh, yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been a blast. I love the podcast. It's, uh, I mean, thank I feel so like much. I learned so much. Yeah, about UFOs and Tupac. Yeah. All right. Thank you to the audience for listening. Uh, thank you again to Sam, and make sure to check back next week for our very fourteenth episode. Woo! We made it past lucky number thirteen. Not yet. Not yet. We have. Oh shit! <laughs> 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 this episode's not over yet. Uh, okay. Bye. Oh <laughs> <laughs> we have to end it now. <laughs> if it never ends, we can't make it past it. Oh, shit. I would love for this to just be recording in silence for like 50 more minutes. And our and our listeners are just like, what the hell is going on? But well, it'll encourage them to try to decode the message that's like in the pauses.
you know, like some Morse code in there. If you like track the bumps and the hurts and whatnot. Rumor has it they disappeared into their 13th episode. <laughs> We're never seen again. Uh, and this is where the recording stops.